Welcome to One Topic, a discussion with a college business faculty instructor, staff member, or student about what's on their mind at the moment. We pick one topic and have a great conversation. Today, we chat with our guest, Mohammed Bey, about inclusivity. Welcome to the podcast, Mohammed. Hey, Ronnie, I am excited to be here. So thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. So before we get into this topic, can you first tell the listeners what it is you do here for NWTC? Oh, my job is boring. Oh, no one <laughs> wants to hear about that. But I get to do diversity and inclusion work for the college, for students, employees, do a lot of training and organizational development in a community. I also oversee compliance, discrimination and harassment, Title IX for the college as well. So I'm relatively busy and on, on many fronts, but I'm having a wonderful time here at TC and I've been at the college for five years. Awesome, thank you for sharing. Okay, so as I mentioned before, our topic is inclusivity. And that's a really tough word to say sometimes, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get it out. How do we start this conversation? I like this topic uh, very much. So obviously, it's even in my title, and I'm being <laughs> I'm being paid to to lead this for the college. But on a personal level, uh, just this past weekend, I was out at a uh, a retreat for a number for for leaders and just folks in higher ed doing consulting within the higher ed K twelve realm and so forth. And we were out in Denver and. Just listening to the topics of conversations that were coming up, and and, and I I have been struck by the the that word as it relates to doing to, to building an environment for everyone in an, in the stage politically where there are polar sides to lots of things, and lots of generalizing and labeling has been happening from a political standpoint, from a religious standpoint, from, you know, somebody looking at me the wrong way. Oh, they, you know, that's because, or, or they must be because, and you can plug in a word. Uh, how do we, I want us to get past a lot of that generalizing that has now, I felt like built up barriers because not all one group thinks the same way. Even in, even within politics, um, not every person who belongs to a party subscribes to all the principles of that party. It may be one principle that is driving someone to that political landscape, that that label, that group, but nothing else is relatable to them. So when we get into situations where we're or, or when we get into a conversation where I'm talking with someone or I'm listening and I'm hearing them throw shade or slight towards a political group that has continuously started to rub me the wrong way because that is not being inclusive. That is generalizing. And then I'm teaching folks not to generalize and not to prejudge individuals based on something. You get to know them first. And I think that one of the ways that we get to that level of inclusivity is if we get to know the people, the individual. And a lot of that work it's us up to us to extend that invitation. Now, you said that there's a lot of topics, and I know you've already brought up a couple just in starting this conversation. Mm -hmm. And one, and I really want to touch on it because you actually just came from reviewing a film that's on this topic. 
And I'm guessing that you have some things that's on your mind that you're yes. like, I just want to kind of get this out or start thinking about this. And it was about masculinity. Mm-hmm. Can you first share what was it that you attended? What happened there? And then what are some of your thoughts that came out of that? So I attended a film screening of the ma- called The Mask We Live In. And it was, I think, maybe 90 minutes to two hours. It was a... W- and. It covered the spectrum at the current state of what it means to be a man. And it, it, it covered it from young to, to old, but really targeting the development of the young who will get, start to cycle in and impact our social environment. So like it talked about the messages through, um, that people are boys are receiving through music, through um, streets, through media in school, at home, and how that has really shaped the an unhealthy identity for what it means to, to be a man. Um, suck it up, walk that off, you don't cry, and all, all these things. And so that was also somewhat towards the end tied back. If you start looking at gun violence mm, and, or sure. the shootings that have taken place, one of the speakers, which I liked, said one element of this is missing is that the narrative around all these are guys right yes like people are looking at disability or they're you know they're looking at their mental state they're mm-hmm. there are all these race and race is not always even talked about but the one consistent piece that is missing that is consistent through the whole thing is they're all boys man right. so where is that narrative and then how are video games and other items that we have in our uh, other pieces of information influencing that dynamic. So like uh, to start that conversation, but really, again, it, um, it, it, it goes back to introspection. So it prompted me as I look at the Me Too movement, um, I, I think about many things. Like from that standpoint, I know guys are nervous sometimes. Mm-hmm. Walking on eggshells might be a term that might be thrown out there. So how do guys help with the Me Too movement and and not, con- but then there's an element of, hey, am I going to be Me Tooed? Right. So it's like this, 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 there's so many opportunities that are in front of us from an inclusivity standpoint. And I think the more conversations that we have, the we will get to, a, we will continue to explore and get to places where we're, where we haven't gone as a society. Where, how do we have those conversations? Like, how do we, how do we learn more about that so that we feel like we aren't stepping on eggshells? That we feel like we can have a great conversation around that topic and be able to move forward with it and learn from it and become better people from that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I equate this to like riding a bike, and so once you, you know, a lot of people started off with training wheels. My father literally grabbed me i was five or six put me on a bike that was way too big for me (laughs) he had his hand underneath the seat had his hand on my uh the one hand on the back of my uh my shirt my back area and just pushed me and i fell yeah and i fell into a bush i fell into a thorny bush like one of the small (laughs) memories one of the random memories i have with my father and that's one and I, I, I didn't like falling into a bush, and so I never fell again. So some sure. people start off with training wheels, but they it's the repetition. So 
my advice is like the school we provide opportunities and programs like the film discussion or other dialogue sessions or we can have top uh, conversations like this but it just doesn't start and end there. It's in the household. It's if you go to church, talking about masculinity in church or calling things out that aren't jiving with you. It, it happens in the classroom. It happens over the dinner table. Whether you have a two parent, one parent household, it, it's it's putting it out there. I grew up in a household full of women. I didn't even really know how to start that conversation. I just knew that. Uh, it was better to sit down and use the bathroom than to stand up because it was splattering <laughs> everywhere. But <laughs> no, and it's it's it, those were my conversations yeah. <laughs> or things that I've just paid attention to because I different way of being brought up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are those training wheels like? What are if somebody wants to go into this with their training wheels on? Yeah, what does that look like for them? I mean, is it just educating themselves? Is it reading articles, watching videos, yeah. trying to seek out yes. a group to talk to Asking, all this. Yeah. yeah. And being the more vulnerable we are, which is, can be tough currently. Cause if you're too vulnerable, you can be labeled as something, but if we can get past that labeling, as I said in, in my opening, the more vulnerable we are and authentic and honest with the conversation and the topic at hand, the more, we the more better off we'll be because we'll be even more aware of who we are and what we bring into to a space um so like today i i just shared that so i was in i was like nine years old when i started in street gangs and you know and i asked the people around the room how many of you had kids think about that nine years old you know, it's really yeah. hard to wrap your your can be hard for folks to wrap their brain around that but it, that was just kind of par for the course where I was at that moment in time. But I had signals and messages from my all-female household that I grew up in, that I was living in and grew up in, but I had messages from the streets on what it means to be a man. And I was really in search of what it means to be a man, which then led me to that street life and understanding that what masculinity is or what I thought it was. It was the guys who had boxing gloves and were jarring each other on a corner street. You know, it was a hitting at the chest. It was doing this and doing that, the comments, the the working out, the climbing up street light poles and hanging off and just showing that you had the strength and the ability to, to, to get stuff done and, and that reaching that level of popularity. But on the flip side, in my household, it wasn't that way. Yeah. Again, it goes back to sitting down when you use the bathroom. Well, how, men don't do that. We stand. And, and so it just... I've been on this journey of reflecting what it means to be Mohammed in the male body. And how does that projection, how does my understanding impact my kids? I have four, two boys, two girls. And it's not just a boy conversation. It's a conversation with my girls too. And just really trying to build that foundation and letting them know I'm not perfect. Yeah. Uh, I was never a touchy feely person up until now. <laughs> I honestly, like something yeah. just clicked in me and I, I love it. Yeah. But right there with you, man. Yeah. And <laughs> this I walk past my kids, I'll rub their hair. Yeah. Or I'll touch their ear. Or I'll rub the back of their neck. And just little things like that that let them know that I love them. And mm -hmm. sometimes they'll they'll turn as I'm walking by and like, I love you, Dad. I was like, I love you too. Yeah. But it's taken me a while to understand the impact of that. And there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable and showing love. So that's your reflection 
to end this, what would your ask be of others? Get out, get out, get up, get involved. There, whether you're on campus, whether you're at home, get out into a conversation, get up off the couch, off from in front of a video game, get up out from in front of your phone, well, unless you're reading an article or something like that, or listening to a podcast, <laughs> which is what I do as well. Yes. But get up, get into some information. Get involved in programs that are specifically designed for this if you have the means and access to do it. Otherwise, again, the school has free events. There are free events all across Green Bay, for that matter, and I'm sure in other cities and counties within our district. But the opportunities are here, and they're here if you want them and if you're willing to seize them. Begin that self-work, because that self-work will impact others around you. Muhammad. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on this topic with us. Thank you, Ronnie. To our listeners, we appreciate your time as well. If you have any questions, please consider reaching us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn using at NWTC Business or searching College of Business at NWTC.